Have you ever been so excited with life or what's happening in your life that you burst forth in song? Um, a mate of mine in ministry, um, he's like a portable jukebox. Now, if you're the younger generation, that's an MP3 player or a Spotify or Google. You know, when something's good in David's heart, he just bursts out in song and regularly he bursts out in song, loud song at 6am in the morning. His family made sure he was reminded of that at his 50th just recently. Things are very different in my house. The kids are pretty happy that I don't sing at all at any time of the day. I just think they're pretty unfair myself. But anyhow, that's another whole story. This morning, we're not far away from Christmas, just in case you didn't know. Blokes, if you haven't bought your wife a Christmas present by now or don't have an IOU, then you're probably a bit too late. But there's lots of excitement in the air, isn't there? And we're going to focus on a little part of the passage that we read to us today, that was read to us this morning from verse 46 to verse 56 in Luke. Can I suggest that you have it open because it will be good for you to do that. Uh, Christmas story sometimes we've heard so many times we think we know what happens there and then very soon we find out that the things that, we're in, that are in there are not the things that we think are in there. Well, this is Mary's song. Here's the first spoiler. It doesn't say Mary sang it. She might have sung it, but that's 100% purely speculative. The good news is that it actually doesn't matter whether Mary sang it or texted it or wrote it down or pondered it or just spoke it to Elizabeth when she got there. Having had our first spoiler, there's not too many more coming in this passage it is what well, I'm going to refer to as a song because everyone else does. Nothing really rides on it. And what's far more important is to find out why Mary sings and what she sings about. Having said that, why don't I pray? Lord, we pray that your word will speak to us this morning. Um, we don't just want to um, ponder it for intellectual assent. Uh, we pray, Lord God, that it will speak to our hearts, that we will uh, respond, that your word will bring response from our life. We ask this, Lord, in your precious name. Amen. Well, this morning I hope that as we discover why Mary sings, uh, we'll be captivated and excited by what God is doing in the world. So what is it that causes Mary to sing? Well, verse uh, 46, um, Mary sings because she's actually pretty excited. My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. Now, why it causes Mary to sing has actually started, sort of been alluded to already in Luke's Gospel. Mary's been chosen to give birth to the long-awaited Messiah. You imagine that the whole of your life you've grown up knowing that God is going to do something big in the world and then you find yourself at the centre of whatever that big thing is. Mary is going to give birth to the long-awaited Messiah, promised by God to rescue people from their sins. And God has told Mary this, and God has also told Mary that her cousin Elizabeth is six months pregnant. They didn't have Facebook in those days, and she hadn't noticed it. She lived a long way away. Mary hurries off to see Elizabeth. Now, we don't exactly know where it is that Elizabeth lived, but we do know it's in the hillside of Judea, maybe 170 to 200 k's away. No phone, no email, no Facebook, and Mary would turn up pretty much unannounced. 
And when she arrives, she's a visited, she's greeted by Elizabeth, who's a six months pregnant, and the baby inside Elizabeth uh, leaps in her womb. Now that could have been reason for Mary's excitement. That could have been reason for her song. But there's so much more. Elizabeth is filled with the Spirit, and the, and she exclaims to Mary. Blessed are you, Mary among women, blessed is the child you bear. Now the text really wants us to see that Mary and Elizabeth have not swapped pregnancy stories at this stage. Elizabeth, through the work of the Spirit in her life, knew that Mary is also pregnant. And, but Mary's actually excited for an even bigger reason than that. You see, Elizabeth knows something about the pregnancy that Mary has. God is doing something really special here. Elizabeth knows that in Mary is a baby that is her Lord. That's incredible. As a Jewish mother, a Jewish worshiper of God, she would only want to call God her Lord. Elizabeth knows that in Mary is not just any baby, but God's son. The child that is yet to be born is Yahweh, Yahweh's son. What an incredible, spirit-inspired exclamation. Mary's just become pregnant. Her cousin already knows that in her is is a baby and through that baby God is working in his world to rescue it from their sin which brings us actually to the next part of Mary's song Mary sings because she's excited by what God is doing but Mary sings also because she knows that God is working in her and through her in a very special way that's why God has blessed her Mary knows that She knows she's going to give birth to this long-awaited Messiah, that she is the person that's pivotal, God is going to use in, in this pivotal stage in history. Mary knows that future generations will call her blessed because of what God has done through her. Not because she's important, but because what God has done through her. She is just simply a humble servant of God. What we must understand here is that Mary does not think she's blessed because she's super spiritual, super spiritual or superhuman. She's blessed because what is God is doing in her and through her, not because of who she is. God has chosen her to be part of his rescue plan. Imagine that reality sinking in. Her baby the long-awaited Messiah, her baby, God's son, her baby, the one that will save people from their sin. Now, I've always thought my kids are pretty good. and Danielle and I have regularly prayed for our kids to grow up to know and love God and to be used by him, but I've never got the idea they were messianic. And I never thought they were God's son because I knew myself. But Mary sings that she's blessed by God because of what God is doing in her and through her. You know, a very terrible part of this uh, story of God's rescuing his people is that people have misunderstood Mary's place in God's rescue plan. It is a terrible tragedy that people who claim to follow God have ended up worshipping Mary not Jesus. 
Mary is not some special divine-like person who God has chosen because of the glow around her. Mary would be the first person to be appalled at the way people worship her instead of Jesus. Now, the Bible's pretty clear on this. Later on in, the, in, in Revelation, John, who's the guy who wrote the Gospel of John, is on the island of Patmos and, a, and an angel reveals to him some incredible things that God is doing and he falls down in worship. In John chapter 19, verse 10, and the angel rebukes him and says, you don't worship me, you worship God alone. You know, one thing that's really important that we understand as we go through this passage is that Mary... Well, she's not you and she's not me, but she's no better than you or I. And she knows that. She knows that she needs to be rescued just as much as anyone else. Now, if you've got an Anglican background or a Catholic background, you might have fallen into the trap of referring to parts of a church uh, as the Mary Chapel. So we've got people who would call that old table up the back there the Mary Chapel. That's a terrible, terrible way for people to refer to a part of the building. The building's just a weather shed, but the building where God is worshipped. You know, one of the problems is that we perpetuate wrong thinking when we do that, even if we don't believe it ourselves. So this passage can cause us to hold Mary up, and Mary would be appalled at that. But still, this passage has got to speak to us. And it might seem unusual that Mary, who's unmarried and young and who's pregnant, describes herself as someone blessed by God. Because in her day, being unmarried and pregnant could result in, your de- in the death penalty, Jewish culture. Didn't often happen, but the law said it should. Mary and Joseph can call themselves blessed by God because they've had special revelation from God telling them what this happening But my bet is that the gossip chains around the town didn't quite believe what God had said. And the story that Mary and Joseph shared, I could imagine people had a field day at her expense and she still calls herself blessed and she still sings of her excitement about what God is doing. Why? Well, let's move on. Verse 50, or actually all the way from verse 50 to the end end of the song really, Mary sings because she trusts God. Mary sings because she knows God. She knows what God is doing in his world regardless of what her personal circumstances are or what the local gossip chains might say. You see, Mary trusts God completely because Mary knows God. She knows that God is sovereign in this world. She knows that God is good and gracious And most of her song dwells on the nature and character of God, God's good character. Have a look at it. Verse 49, right at the end there, she sings of God's holiness. In verse 50, she sings of God's mercy. Mercy that's given to those who fear him from generation to generation. Mercy that's given to people who don't deserve mercy. It's not mercy that we deserve because we're good. It's mercy we deserve because we're not. It's mercy that we don't deserve because we're not good. And Mary knows that God's mercy is undeserved. And that undeserved mercy is extended to her as well as to anyone else. Mary knows of and celebrates God's mighty deeds, his judgment on the proud, his removal of rulers, his raising up of the humble. 
Mary celebrates God's gracious provision on those who don't have and she celebrates God withholding things from people who don't need. Now it might be tempting for us to go back through the Old Testament and find out what particular instances is Mary referring to here or there but that actually misses the point. By verse 54 and verse 55, we see that Mary is excited because of God's character, his faithfulness to his covenant promises in the past. All of them, not just once off, but that's that's who God is. And Mary knows that if God is like that in the past, she can trust God in her present and in the future. Mary sings... Because she's excited. Mary sings because of she's, she can see what God is doing in this world through her. And Mary sings because she can trust God's incredible character. Character that's been revealed throughout his covenant faithfulness all the way through the Old Testament. So how does this passage affect us? How does this passage affect what we think and what we do? It's actually funny to see, or sad to see, might I say, that this passage has been used in incredibly unhelpful ways. This is known as a revolutionary anthem because people have taken verse 52 by itself. God can bring down governments. And that becomes my excuse to bring down a government. I think it misunderstands the passage terribly. God's rule is sovereign. God's rule extends to the fact that people in power are only there because God allows them to be. God can remove governments. God does remove governments. God allows people to rule. But his sovereign rule does not give me an excuse to remove the rulers that I don't like. You see, this is not a revolutionary verse. It's a verse about the sovereign rule of God. It's a verse that celebrates God's, or a, a, a song that celebrates God's sovereign rule and therefore our ability to trust him at all times as he rules his world. You know, even when rulers make life hard for Christians, God's sovereign rule can be celebrated as we seek to serve him in the good and in the bad as we stand up as his people, when people like us and when people don't, when we proclaim the gospel when it's received well and when it's received with great horror. The only negative feedback I had from the Christmas carols, they've linked Christmas with Easter. How terrible. I did inform the person that I probably will keep doing that. (laughs) Sorry. But you don't understand Christmas if you don't have Easter. The angel announced to Mary that Jesus will die for our sin. You see, people don't always like the gospel message. It was lovely having candles and a beautiful night and free food and some pretty good singing and music. But if you didn't like the link that the Bible brings, we're not changing it. Mary sings because God can be trusted. And I think she knows two ways in which God can be trusted. 
Mary trusts God because she knows God's character. I've already talked about that one. Let me ask us a question. Do you know God's character? Do you know God's character from his word or the character you'd like him to have if you could design your own God? Do you know of God's perfect holiness? Do you know God does not like sin? It's easy for us to discount sin, isn't it? We wallow in it. Everything we do is tainted by sin. But if God is holy, do we flee sin? Do we make every effort to put our sin aside? Do we run from our sin because God is holy? Do you trust God because he's sovereign? Or do you trust God because he fulfills your needs at the moment? Do you trust God because he rules over all? He's in control of everything that's happening in, a, in Syria. He's in control of everything that's happening in America. He's in control of everything that's happening in, in Korea, in North Korea. And he's even in control of what's happening in, in, in Australia. You know, it's easy for us to feel that a society becomes less tolerant of Christians, that God is no longer in control. I think it will be good for us as society becomes less tolerant of Christians because we will have to know what we believe and we'll have to live it out and we'll have to love people that are not always patting us on the back. And it will help us understand that let us pray for our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. It will make our Christianity real or realer. You know, it's easy for us to think that God has lost his sovereignty because it's hard for us or that God has lost his sovereignty because it will be harder for us to live out our faith. Mary's excited because she knows God's character. She's excited because she knows who God is and what he's doing in this world, even if it means that things will be tough for her. Can I encourage you? as people who might feel uncertain because Christianity is not as well respected anymore, to be people who know God's character and who are excited by God's sovereign rule. And I don't say that with an empty theological worldview that says everything will work out right for us as Christians in the short term or the long term on this earth. I'm not saying that Christianity is a Sunday school picnic and all we need to do is hang in there and everything will come out right for us by next year. I'm actually saying that our hope is in eternity and God is sovereign and through Jesus, God has one eternity for those who put their trust in him. Now, there's a second reason why Mary trusts God and that is she knows God's plan is to rescue people. You see, Mary sees that she has become pivotal in God's great plan or involved in the pivotal time in God's great plan would be a far better way to put it. You are not Mary. You will not give birth to the Messiah. No matter how good you think your kids are, they will not be the Messiah. But do you know God has a plan? A plan, as we saw in Ephesians chapter 1, I think, verse 10, to bring all the world under his headship. 
a plan to bring us not just under his headship, but to raise us up with him to the heavenly realms and seat us with him in heaven? Is that the plan that motivates your living today? Is that the plan that excites you? Is that the plan that keeps you walking tall in adverse circumstances? Does what God is doing in this world spur you on? Is what God is doing in this world enable you to look past the sins of your neighbours and your family and the people down the road and often your own? Does it enable us to look past that and want to introduce people to Jesus so that he might forgive their sin? Are we able to love our enemies and pray for our persecutors? Are we prepared to put aside the things that we have so much of and give to those who don't have any? You see, knowing God's big plan should see the good opportunities, the gospel opportunities that God gives us as his people. We can trust God regardless of personal cost because God has a big plan for this world and he's already bringing this plan to pass because Jesus has come and died and risen. The final way I think this passage should affect us as God's people is that we should see that Jesus is more than a baby. Jesus is God's gift to us for salvation. You know, one thing we don't see in Mary's song is any complaining or any uncertainty of why me, Lord? What is God doing in this world? I'm not up to it. Mary's excited because she knows God and she trusts God She knows God's plan and God's character. And so she doesn't just give birth to her firstborn. She gives birth to Jesus who becomes her king. Now the story doesn't show us that in the song that we've read so far, but you can see that Elizabeth understands that. You just need to read on through the rest of Luke's gospel to see Mary's changing response to her son who becomes her king, her lord, her rescuer. She knows that Jesus is not just a child. She is God's, he is God's gift to us. And we see that working out through the rest of the gospel. Wouldn't it be a terrible tragedy for God to have done so much in Mary's life and to Mary just to say, mate, my firstborn was an easy one to raise? So many, know, so many people in our culture today know Jesus purely as a good moral teacher. Although that's less and less, isn't it? He's a good man. Church attenders know Jesus as a life coach and you can buy endless books on how good Jesus will be if you eat the diet that Jesus ate. So many people have Jesus being part of their weekly pilgrimage to a churchy place, but do not allow Jesus to change the way they live six and a half other days of the week. Is Jesus just a Christmas exciting time, or is he actually your Lord and your Saviour?
Is he the one that came to pay and paid the debt of your sin? The one who wiped away the guilt of your sin? Have you linked the fact that Jesus and Easter are connected? Sorry, Christmas and Easter are connected. And is that link very evident in the way that you live? You see, as we think about how this passage affects us today, we must ask ourselves the question, do we trust God like Mary trusts God? Do we trust what God has done for us in Jesus? Have we asked Jesus to forgive our sin and really meant it? Or is Jesus some sort of moral life coach that we hold on to when life goes pear-shaped? Are you seeking to serve Jesus as your Lord and your Saviour? Are we seeking to do that or are we fall into the trap of wondering how being Jesus, a Jesus follower will help us enhance our experience of life? Because that's all about us, isn't it? Well, if you want to know more about Jesus, if you want to live for Jesus more, then why not make this Christmas a turning point in the way that you live as his people? How about I pray? Our Lord and our God, as we look at this song, we see the excitement of Mary as she knows and trusts in your sovereign plan. She knows your character and she knows what you have done and are doing in Jesus. Lord, may that reality shape our living. May we be excited by being used by you in your plan. May we know Jesus is more than just the cute baby at Christmas time, but the one who is our Lord and Saviour. We ask this, Lord, in your precious name. Amen.